on the 100th episode of Fantasy Lens, we recap a comforting week four, go over all the tight end injuries, say some start sits, visit the Fantasy Lens Bazaar again, and give our boys of the week a start to show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and there are two huge pieces of news that uh, that broke today. The first and the biggest one is that pink highlights and accents are back on the Yahoo fo- Fantasy Football app because it's October. October, you know that means breast cancer awareness. So watch out for all the pink cleats and pink towels. Well, actually, they they do a crucial catch now, so it's not pink. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. And the second slightly less important piece of news is that Le'Veon Bell says he is reporting to the Steelers week seven, which is their bye week, the week he doesn't actually have to do any work or get hit by anyone. So good choice by him. Then he could uh, play on the 28th, I believe. That's the first game he could play. Yeah, makes sense. There it is. Pretty distant second, I would say. Pretty distant, yeah. That's what I meant to say. I want to say the opposite of what I said. (laughs) So we got so uh, Bell owners have three more weeks without him. Hopefully, if that's if the Steelers like l- are okay with like activating him, him, yeah, yeah, the Steelers take him back, which they should, because besides that first game, Connor has shown that he is no Bell. No, he is not. His points have gone down each week. Um, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that was to be expected. I mean, I don't think anyone that could have. Expected Connor to keep up what he did week one. I mean, you know, that was pretty insane. But it was, you know, it was nice for then. But now you, you know, you need Bell back, and Connor will become an afterthought. And you know, obviously, still a great handcuff to have just in case. But you know, it'll be the Bell show week eight. Yeah, if any um, non-Bell Connor owners have kind of been. Well, I guess you haven't really been riding a high. You've had two good weeks, and then um, the last two weeks have been replacement level, like flex. Yeah. Mo- la- last week wasn't even a start. What do you get? A couple points, and then two weeks ago he got under ten. I think. Yeah, it's it's, so, it's um, you know, train's been winding down. And yeah, it'll come to a halt soon. Very soon. So, you know, I guess why you had him. So. Yeah. So instead of looking to the future, let's look to the past of week four. Ooh, nice segue. Thank you. Um, well, the Rams-Vikings game was amazing. Oh, my and God. And I hope hope they play in the playoffs because that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was just nonstop, man. Like, just big pass play after big pass play. Um, the Rams I, – I, I apologized last week for it. I'll apologize again for it that, you know – Don't apologize. They can't know that. What? I have. I already did. I already apologized for. I deleted it (laughs) for Cooper Cup, man. You know he looks really, really good. I mean, catching a ton of passes. I mean that seventy yard. I think it was catch and run or whatever the hell. Well, the one where you just like blew right by. Just shrugged that guy off. It's crazy. Um, So he looks amazing. The Rams can obviously have three receivers be fantasy relevant and the running back and the quarterback. So it's pretty insane. Is this a pretty unprecedented where? There's five guys every week. We're not talking about like they trade off. Like on the Chiefs, 
Hunt, Kelsey, and Hill have kind of been trading off every week where somebody blows up and you're like, well, and, and Watkins too. Uh, so it's like, oh, I'd like to own one of, I'd like to own as many as possible, but probably not going to get points out of all of them every week. On the Rams, do you remember a down week from any of them? Um, uh, I think early on, Robert Woods maybe. First week, Robert Woods isn't too much, right? But a couple catches. But pretty much, I mean, like Brandon the Cook, past two, the past two, three weeks. I mean, if if you just played, if you somehow had Gurley, Woods, Cup, and Cooks on your team, I mean, you basically won with those four players. <laughs> yeah, if you start the if let's just say if you you would probably have the high score in your league if your starting lineup was this game. Oh my God! Yeah. Besides Dalvin. Besides Cook. Dalvin Cook, exactly. But yeah, I mean, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen all went off, Kirk Cousins, I mean, it was, both sides were just insane. Many farm prayers, oh, I can't do Donald Trump. Oh, I don't know why I came wow. out like a southern guy. Wow, that was pretty bad. I was indeed many fine players on both sides. On both I have sides. a plus, I think it's plus 8,000 future bets on, uh, Thielen getting the receiving yardage, uh, oh, title. T- title? Tied all really? this year. Plus 8,000. Not, not shabby. Not, not too shabby. Although it's probably, yeah, gonna, it's probably I only put five dollars down, but. Oh, still. Still. But it's gonna be Julio Jones and with zero touchdowns. Yeah. Oh no, God. I could, I could definitely see it being Julio. So, he leads the league right now, right? Who, yeah. Who he, leads, he leads the league with no touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> it's so, yeah, that's the, <laughs> so fresh. It, he's still outscoring Ridley though. He, um, he'll end up with 1,500 plus, uh, receiving yards and no touchdowns. It'll be it'll be unprecedented. Would that be the most the most impressive bad stat? That's a, like not bad stat, but like most impressive like, good bad stat. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, how do you not get that guy? Uh, and they've been good in the red zone. They were like ten for ten in the past, like ten attempts in the red Maybe zone. Maybe the Falcons are good in the red zone. It's just like, cool. They can like he's like nine feet tall. Just throw it up there. Put his hands up. Like you said, he's the league's best decoy. Yeah, that's what he's most expensive, the most expensive and best decoy. Um, that offense is awesome, and their well, defense is just a little bit worse. Yeah, I'd say a lot of bit worse. Yeah, I mean they cannot stop anybody, and this was two games in a row. They um, they could not hold on to fourth quarter leads. So, like you can understand go, like, against Breeze, like not having like. Like Breeze leading a uh, a comeback against you. Yeah, but I mean, it still sucks. I mean, you know, you your defense has got to. I mean, and both not only that, both games were in Atlanta. Yeah. So not you lost two. You know, <laughs> pivotal. <laughs> that was really funny. What? Whatever the hell that guy was wearing. It looked like like the meat meeps from as, uh, the Muppets. <laughs> as usual, we're watching uh, Monday Night Football while we're recording. Um, Stands last week. Need Mahomes to get one more touchdown and. But yeah, so you lost two pivotal home games, one versus a division opponent, and then, you know, one versus a, a good AFC team, and all in the fourth quarter. It, it, it sort of sucks, I mean, if, to be a Falcons fan, and I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, because you hate the Falcons, but. Exactly. Um, also for the Falcons, it's on the premium cup probably coming back this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was. Is that- Taj Boyd, like a, a legit, like you gotta play him every week guy now? Tyler? You said call him Tajay? Oh, Taj I said Taj. Boyd. That's, that's the old quarterback from Clemson. Oh, I don't even like Tajay Sharp. No. Um, no, Tyler Boyd? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he is definitely a, 
uh, a flex starter every week. I mean, past two weeks he's been ridiculous, and I think a lot of coverage is going to AJ Green, so it might come back a little bit, you know, because obviously, oh, we're gonna. Well, he still got the he still got the the game winning touchdown too. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. We did a room switch. D tried to hotbox me here, closing all the windows, putting me in the living room. Uh, I noticed that. I saw that. You missed a little. I don't know if you were. I mean, I'm sure you were listening. I don't know if you could uh, get in. I think we're talking about Tyler Boyd in every. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. For sure. Yeah. You can't sit him now. He's too good. He's too good. Wide receiver too, right? Yeah. I mean, right now. Yeah. I was going to say. Not on the team. I'm saying like. No. I I mean, if he's going to see 15 targets and get uh, double digit catches like every week. Yeah, obviously. I mean, the guy looks. He looks the part. He absolutely looks the part. And, you know, even John Ross, John Ross stole a, I shouldn't say stole a touchdown from him, but he scored a touchdown, but he's basically irrelevant. He's he's irrelevant. I mean, he and his hamstring, right? So, yeah. He might be out a couple weeks. Eifert's out. Oh, that was gruesome. Yeah, poor Eifert. The red zone changed, like, right to that game, right as his ankle just turned. And I was like, whoa. That's the second tight end to have their ankle turn. Oh, yeah. And that's the second time that red zone. Like Switch to the game yeah. immediately, like right as it happened. Oh, him and Delaney Walker, that that those blows look bad. But uh, yeah, no, Boyd looks awesome, and uh, the Falcons just can't hold on to a fourth quarter lead. So, yeah, they what are they one in one in three now? Yep, and I'm loving every minute. That's crazy. Love it. I still want them to make the playoffs. Sorry, Anthony. I would <laughs> love for I want them, the Saints, Los Angeles, and Minnesota to make the playoffs. I just want to see fireworks. Yeah, that'd be. That's a solid. Uh, I guess I shouldn't apologize because I put the Saints in there. That's a solid quattro, <laughs> and then the I appreciate uh, that. and then the NFC East team can just uh, slow it down for everyone. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. Be, it's gonna be the Redskins. The I think the Eagles are gonna figure it out. Yeah, it probably. might take them another week because they're playing Minnesota. Well, the next, good, the, but the good news is is they're in a division where it doesn't really look like you have uh, a a runaway team. You don't have a wagon that's just. Well, you pumping have, away from everyone. You have an offense in the a Cowboys offense that doesn't look great. I mean, Elliott went ran all over the Lions, but so does everybody else. Um, the Giants can't throw the ball more than seven yards, and the Redskins just they just don't. I don't know. They're a steady team. They They're all right. They don't get you. All, be, they, don't, eight, they don't get you excited. They'll be eight and eight. So yeah, uh, Giants are done. Cowboys. Oh man, I just don't think. They're overall good enough to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to go eight and eight or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be a Redskins Eagle race, I think. Um, I don't see the Giants or Eagle or Cowboys doing much. Giants are definitely done. Yeah, I mean, you got to throw the ball more than seven yards down. It's here. disgusting. Uh, it's really dampering being a fan. At least John, you have like Darnold progression to look after. I know they weren't throwing it deep either. But he has thrown it deep. I don't remember the last time Eli's thrown it more than 20 yards down the field. I, it's depressing. I can't like enjoy watching them until he's gone. I'm not, I'm not even going to want to see them do well until he's gone. Cause it's, he's like one out of every seven game mirages that keep the fan base into it. I just don't understand why, um, when you know this, the number two corner, Crawley or Williams, whoever's playing, uh, uh, alongside Lattimore is getting beat every week. Um, why aren't you going deep the way every other team has done? I mean, everyone's done it. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, Calvin Ridley, 
Callaway. I mean, like, it, it, it was a formula that wasn't being stopped. And you don't do that. And they blame it on – they're saying oh, this is like a, their new excuse now that the line has looked pretty decent the last few, couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They're blaming it on um, a soft zone. They're saying every team plays us as a soft zone. So we're just taking what the defense gives us. And I was like, yeah, well, every team would play every other team a soft zone yeah. if they knew you wouldn't throw it deep. Like the only way to get them to not continue to keep playing that is to take chances. Yeah. Why wouldn't they play a soft zone if Force they know out of that. you're not good at short passes because you're doing it for the last two seasons and you won a couple games both seasons. So, like you just got to take the chances. Just, Absolutely. Who cares if Beckham is covered? Just give him a jump ball. There's just every like, other team in the NFL is doing it. Yeah, they're just like crossing. They're just going down the list of excuses and like once they. Once they can't use one anymore, they, they just cross it out, go to, go to the next one, and they just keep mm-hmm. getting progressively worse and worse. Also, ah, uh, shit. I forgot where I saw. Oh, I saw a video on Twitter. Is uh, every one of Eli's deep attempts to Odell, that there are passes that went uh, 16 yards in the air, and there was maybe two good, pa- like, deep passes in there. Like, a bunch of them. There's one where he actually threw into the middle of three guys in a soft zone that went for like 30 yards. That was a, that was a nice pass. But there was also a bunch where he underthrew him and Odell had to come back like way over his head. Like that was the the one good pass I saw all season from like the one really good pass. He kind of f- floated it over yeah. to defenders' heads and um, Odell kind of backpedaled and caught it while landing on his butt kind of thing. I think that's the story you're talking about. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. But he does, he miss, he just misses him. And there was a lot of frustration. Um, Odell like walked onto the sideline by himself and was just pissed at, you could tell he was pissed at Manning, but he wasn't directing it towards Manning. He was and just, obviously Twitter came out and was like, oh, here goes selfish, selfish Odell. And it's like, well, he's one of the best talents in the NFL. Being and they're not even trying. <laughs> and they had like, he had four catches or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on from from the Giants, uh, the Pats are the Pats, at yeah. least for, at least for one week. I, I, I believe I was I mentioned this to Brian on Sunday. Like that what? was the bet, like you should have made. Like if you were doing like a, like any sort of sports gambling, yeah, it was taking the Pats, like and even like giving like making sure you like make them whatever like worse like uh like favorite to just get more value for it because they were not losing that game. They, I just. I couldn't see it. I could not see them going one and three with Brady. There was no way. That was that was the bet. And of course, I don't make it because I'm an idiot. But that idiot. was your bet. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, um, Patriots and the Patriots. I got duped by that one. I shouldn't have. You know, I'm always the guy who stands up for the Patriots when other people try- get duped by them, and I'll remember my mistake. Yep. Yeah. And um, so she had like 15 years of rooting against them. And Tannehill, um, he did. He got benched for Brett Osweiler. It was, it was not a good game. It was not a good game for the Dolphins. No, not of them. Not of them. Yeah, Tannehill looked pathetic. Uh, what is that? Three weeks of looking good, too. Then you go to the He was, um, I think he had the, oh, I don't know if it was, I think it might have been the longest streak of multi-touchdown games. And 10 and 1 in his last 11 games. Yep. Yeah. Pretty crazy. And that, then you lay that, that goose streak, egg. That streak had to come to an end and it came versus the Patriots. Uh, yeah, the Patriots have a way of doing that to yeah. you when they get pissed off. But speaking of a quarterback who did go off, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, yeah, that was nuts. That that's the biggest surprise for me. Right? I mean, by far. 
Six touchdowns, right? Yeah. Uh, to like, five different receivers? Crazy. To five different very open receivers. I, and that's also true. Very uh, open. I'm not putting too much into this. I'm not that, either. That defense is god-awful. And Cutter's getting fired in a couple of weeks if, if Winston goes down the, the toilet. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, yeah, they are the worst. I mean, I picked the wrong receiver to be the guy. I thought it was Allen Robinson. Although he didn't have an early touchdown, which looked like it could have been really like a good game starting. Yeah. But he just spread the ball around because it was basically whoever was open. And that's who he threw it to. And apparently a lot of people were open all the time. So that defense looks terrible. So, uh, All right. Well, this was going to be one of my uh, buy sell. Oh, you know, I did buy sell not win Jones. Sorry. Oh, well. Um, that's fine. This is going to be one of my – was no. going to be one of my buy sells later. But I was going to say, do you buy – are you buying the Bears – performance this week or selling it because it was because the Bucks and it sounds like it was because it was the Bucks. Brian, you want to take that? You want to start? You want to go with it? I, I mean, I'm buying them as a potential playoff team because the defense is so dominant. Um, the defense just looks so good, especially with Mac. And I think it's going to be very hard to beat them at home at all this year. There's just going to be a really yeah. tar- tough home team, you know, cold weather team with a great defense. That's Bear, tough. Bear weather. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm selling that offensive explosion. Not that I think the offense is going to be bad. I like Nagy. I like his play calling. But I just don't know if Trubitsky is – he's just one of those guys that, like, I think when he has it going, he can kind of, like, uh, take a dump on teams and keep the train moving. But it takes him a lot to uh, – He's got to put a lot of coal in that train and get it going first. So it, it could stall out a lot. Uh, I agree with you definitely on the defense. I mean, they look fucking ridiculous. Um, on the offense, yeah, obviously we know this isn't the kind of offense that can keep this kind of pace. But it's a good confidence boost for a young team uh, to get a win like this. Um, so, yeah, playoff team, very possible. I mean... I don't know, they just seem they're, like a. They're a tough defense to beat, and if the offense doesn't make a lot of mistakes, I mean, they could be a ten and six, maybe even yeah. eleven and five. Team. I don't know about that. Yeah. Know. They, they just seem like a twenty to twenty-four point offense. I just, I love that that defense. Like, like that's like, oh uh, yeah. So the defense got to hold everyone to in the teens. Why not? That could I'm, be good though. Why not? I'm not I mean, saying it's not possible. I'm just saying that's what's happening. It's the top yeah. defense in football right now. I don't think anybody's challenging that, right? No, the yeah. best defense in football. Most sacks by far. So twenty to twenty four points. Look, I mean, they they could win games that way, and they have won games that way. They're three and one, right? Yep. And they almost four and zero. If they, if it wasn't for a, a crazy Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you know, methodical comeback, they're four and zero. Yeah, I was wrong about this team, but I think it's because we we kind of picked. We were talking about them a lot before the Mac trade, so I'm not going to be too down on myself because he's. What would we say, top five player in the league? Yeah, probably. Obviously, probably, the whole yeah. team changes when oh, yeah. you get him. I have a question about this team. Yes. Um, if you were going to pick up one of two guys, just say uh, you have a guy to drop, positions not, doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Gabriel or Tariq Cohen? Ooh. Tariq Cohen. Uh, I think Tariq Cohen as well. They don't, they, 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 they don't like Jordan Howard. They don't like Jordan Howard. They're, um, him and Alice Collins need to find new teams, and 
Tariq Cohen is just he could do you know sort of anything on the field. So the way that offense runs, I think, is more suited for him than it is for Howard. Okay, I'm gonna go both of the guys. I like them both, but I'm going. Uh, that wasn't the. Question. I mean, Cohen looked nice because they clearly uh, let him have the game instead of Howard. He got many more touches, but I'm going Gabriel based on his full season worth of um, proof. I mean, he this was his breakout game, 30 points in PPR. Yeah, he's had. Eight nine and eight nine and nine so far, but the targets have been there. He has he hasn't had under five targets yet. He's had five, seven targets, one five his first game, seven and three rushes his second, and ten targets his third. Um, this game was seven targets and a rush, so he's getting plays for him. And if uh, Trubisky can be a little more accurate, I think uh, he could start to work himself more in the offense and be a little bit more regular of a producer. We already know he could hit the home run with long touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he could be like a Kenny Stills type guy. I just think RB's, you know, being more valuable. Um, well, I said position, not, not a fine. Doesn't matter. Just who scores the most points from here on out. I'm still going to say Cohen. Cohen, I think, but mm, yeah, I guess I'll go Cohen. All right. So if you're a Jordan Howard owner, just be worried. Uh, next one is the Bills are still the Bills. Yep, they went from shutting out, they went from almost shutting out a team to getting shut out themselves. Yeah. Um, and then the last, last one for me anyways is Browns versus Raiders. That was a real fun game. Crazy calls in a... Just the Browns doing Browns things. Can't close out a game. game. They can't close it out. They were up by 14, 28-14. They couldn't close it out. Yeah, but the rest fucked them. Yep. The refs absolutely fucked them, and they fucked me. I lost my parlay because of that. <laughs> oh, so that's I was, why you're I really was mad. I was celebrating after that first down. I was like, "Oh yeah, won my bet for the week." It's my uh, won my parlay bet. Browns was the last game I had to win, and they fucking reversed that stupid call. And they uh, and I knew they were gonna lose after that. I was like, "All right, well this that's over." Obviously, they're gonna lose. <laughs> Sorry so, about that. Sorry about that. But yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, let's back. Anything else you got? Now let's play with you. We should move on to the. All right. Well, there is one thing that Brian texted is um, to remember to tell him something about uh, to rail against Jeff Fisher and his announcing. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, he was doing the Jets Jaguars game. Weird thing they have going on with him. He's doing this one game, then like. I think he's taking a break, a long break and doing another one. Like he's doing like, like two games during the season, mm-hmm. which I, I never really, I don't know what that means. Um, honestly, worse than his coaching career so far. If one game <laughs> is anything. Oh man. Thought he was sleeping most of the time. John, I don't know if you watched that game uh, uh, no. exclusively. I was on a boat getting seasick. Oh yeah. Well, he, he was, um, about as interested in that game as you were in getting seasick because <laughs> pretty much napping, taking a snooze on the broadcast. Mm. And then in pure Jeff Fisher fashion, every time there was something that cons- that was conservative that happened, he loved it. Like Jets not going for it on like 38 when they're down two touchdowns with five minutes left. He's like, yeah, you got to 
you know, you can't go for it here. You got to kick it. Uh, and it's, what do you mean you got to kick it? They're down by 21. Yeah. Or, um, uh, this was before Fournette got injured. Jack's had it on like, it was like fourth and inches. And the other announcer's like, you know, you just got to put in Fournette and let him pound it through. And Fisher's like, no, the right call is to take the points. This is going to be a field goal type of game. You know, you, sometimes you just got to play a field goal type of game. It's like, oh, God, this is – like it, this if is, I close my – this is easy. You didn't have to tell me this is Jeff Fisher. So now, now, now you actually get to hear him and you know, go, go through about his it. mental processes. Yeah, the way, he would, the way he would do it when he was coaching. So now you actually get like a like a, a firsthand like, like soundbite from him. It's like that sounds terrible. Like that, that – no wonder why he was a perennial 7-9, 8-8 coach. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Fucking uh, terrible. Yeah, just think about all the talent he ruined with that with that mindset. But anyways. Um alright, let's go on to some injuries. Uh it was a very bad week for tight ends. Um Brian's tight end you're the tight end prediction is just getting <laughs> worse getting worse, worse, and worse and worse every every week. But my boy Kittle keeps getting better. Yeah, looking good, looking good. Him and Jared Cook won't very rare bright spots in the tight end position. Um, Gronk hurt his ankle and they play Thursday night, so it's questionable he'll play Thursday. Yep. Eifert, we just talked about what we happened to him. No, he's not yeah. playing. <laughs> uh, Disley's out for the year two and OJ Howard's out for two to four weeks. Yep, sprained MCL for him and Disley, uh, pectoral muscle? Mmm, neat patella. Something with a big Whatever. But uh, like Nate Varnett, I think is the Vanette, or Vanette. Vanette is the starting tight end for Seattle, and the star was who's the starting tight end for the uh, what the Patriots? Uh, Dion, not Dion Sims, is it? No, not Sims. I can't even remember who it was. Okay, um, not, not worth owning, by yeah. the way. All right, so and the other two big injuries: Fournette. Uh, probably out for at least three games. It's Brian's said, worst nightmare. It's said indefinitely. Yeah. So they just <laughs> yeah they said they're like they admitted they held him back. They put him in too soon, and they what they they kept him out for two weeks. So it's gotta be at least three, right? Yep. You would think. Yeah. I would. I would guess somewhere along the four. When's their bye week? That would, would be a good. I was just gonna ask that if they have a late like a like a mid season bye week, that's probably the best. Let's um, find out. check really fast. Um, I can probably get to it faster than you. Actually, we'll find. Let's have a race. Ooh, let's have a race. I'm racing. Do, 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 yeah, do, I should have never traded Marshawn Lynch. Do, 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 do. Nine. Oh, boom. boom. Well, Eesh. All right. So, so that's might be looking five like, week. So it's possible. They possible. I mean, that's only looking like a four four week injury, and then the buy is the so, fifth week. So yeah. So you know what? Though? Six weeks until you play him again. Not gonna lie. Colts, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indy. That's not bad. That's a very nice What's ending schedule. What's not going to lie face you're doing right now? Uh, you're going to target him in a trade? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Throw away half your season. All right, well, I'll trade him to you. If you want to jump in my league, I'll trade him to you. <laughs> I just shouldn't have traded Lynch. I'm stupid. I traded Lynch thinking, like, Fournette's coming back. I have David Johnson. I'll be fine. Now, I mean, Lynch is doing very well. Which I thought he'd do well, but I, I had the running backs and I really wanted Galladay, who is great. I, I have no, I have, uh, no issues with Galladay, but I'm in a pickle right now. Dilly of a pickle. I gotta hope that Duke Johnson <laughs> continues <laughs> oh to do something. Oh my god. Poor Duke. Poor Duke. 
Wide receivers, though, are pretty nasty. I want to go back to the tight ends for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to do this because I'm going to jinx them. What? Never mind. No, do it. No, it's too late. You're just talking about – I'm not going to say it, but I'll just say around it. You're talking about all the tight end injuries and then – there's uh, a guy that I know. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We don't have to say his name. No. Say yeah. it. No. We just, we all know. It's like um, uh, I don't know. We all know the guy. He likes to. He shares a color with Little Red Riding Hood. Um, his initials are the same as like a wrestling announcer. I think. <laughs> By God, he broke him in half. Except that happens to him a lot when he plays by, football. By God, he's still healthy after three games. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's move on from him and just hope him the best. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, also, don't forget uh, Geronimo. Oh yeah, concussion, concussion protocol, and the other one I have is Mr. Will Fuller. Is Cop still injured or is still going to be injured? Uh, I mean, possibly. I didn't see anything they, get on the report. I mean, yeah, they, said, they said he was like not close to playing. That's all I saw so. like, this past week. So, I mean, the Packers wide receiver depth might depth might pull you out of a hole if you're uh, <laughs> you were you you were almost correct. Packers with death. wide receiver death. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying their depth <laughs> might uh, might pull you out of a hole if you have a uh, a bunch of Buccaneer receivers or two bu- like you know a Buccaneer receiver and a team that's on bye and need some help and no one else is. On waivers. So, who would you get then if you're? If oh, God, wasn't he Vontae like Marcus gonna, Marcus Vontae Smith or something? I'd or? probably rather find someone else than whoever. Oh, that, if he's that the number, if he's is, the number two guy, don't matter. I don't. I don't matter. And he also just said Green Bay Packer death. So, I'm gonna stay away. <laughs> but anyway, Will Fuller, last guy. Um, Mentioned that already. No big deal. No, we didn't. I did. Yes. How quickly did we not go over that then? Because you must have just said Fuller and then like walked away. Like, yeah, did you just say Fuller and walk away, John? Because I don't know. I don't ever remember us saying Fuller. Um, and I will go back on this tape. I know you didn't say it. All right. Um, but yeah, so Fuller uh, left the game and so, you know. Hamstring that bothered him before in the season caused him to miss a game. So yep. that's not great. So yeah, just keep your eye on him. See what you know. See what he does during the week. And yeah, hopefully he's not too bad because he looks these he fucking looks, he looks hamstrings good. T.Y. Hilton too with the hamstrings oh yeah that's right yeah, oh, yeah and the right. chest he was left with a chest pain, uh, chest uh, injury earlier came back hurt his hamstring didn't come back so who the fuck knows and they're playing Thursday night so he's probably not playing so yeah, it's yeah. a tough turnaround playing an overtime game and then have to go to New England playing yep. Thursday night so you know be ready for without uh, life without Hilton for a week possibly yeah alright let's go into week five we got some good games week five Actually, some like pretty fantastic games. Actually, first one that caught my eye is, is the Jaguars at the Chiefs. Dominant defense playing against the most exciting offense right now. I'm gonna football. Broncos defense getting a little bit better of the Chiefs offense, but this one week five game is in Kansas City, so that should help them. Oh, fantastic! Yes. <laughs> um, I mean Watkins is hurt, so if he's I mean, was anyone like seriously playing him? Uh, yeah. Would you play Danny Thomas instead if if Watkins is out? Like he seems to be getting a fair amount of looks. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you're bringing up these names that I don't think are worth playing just because they're the next guy up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, Watkins was definitely 
a good, you know, past few weeks. I just don't think, hey, throw in the next guy. I'm, you know, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, when you're going down to the Chiefs' fourth option, you don't need to put in the new fourth option. Exactly. Yeah, and they also have another they got Conley. Um, you know, he'll he'll help. He might step up more than anyone like a, than like the Anthony Thomas. That's fair. Um, and I mean, for the Jaguars, was that? I mean, Keelan Cole was a little bit of disappointment. He didn't really get, he only got like two targets or something like that. It was all, it was Moncrief from Westbrook. Moncrief, baby, coming back. Five, it, five for a hundred. I mean, Jaguars, the thing where you just kind of have to hope your guy gets chosen by Bortles that week. Yeah, you know, it's funny too, cause like I was, you know, we looked through our boys of the week and I almost took a Jaguar and then I'm like, it's really like which guy Bortles just, I think, sort of finds this week and who knows, you know, I like, you know, I saw what D.D. Westbrook was doing um, versus Jets, but who knows? Maybe this week it'll be Keelan Cole, you know? Or maybe I'll just give it all to T.J. Yeldon. Like, who the hell knows? This, this it kind of reminds me of the uh, Raven situation. Like, I, I would say Cole is like the John Brown, Westbrook is like the Crabtree, and... Um, Moncrief is a Willie Sneed. Moncrief <laughs> is... Willis need, yeah, not in the type of receivers they are, but in the production, production. they're getting. So like, um, most comfortable with Brown, but I don't know if he's going to do great every game. And then, and then Crabtree, and then, then yeah. Willis Sneed. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I guess that's pretty pretty decent uh, comparison. And they're all that's like that's. Ah, I mean, except for the, honestly, except for John Brown, who's been solid who's all, been, all, yeah, really all year. Um, it's just a crapshoot with who else is getting the ball. So, but it should be a fun game. Like I said, great defense versus a uh, solid offense. who's sort of getting, you know, slowed down by Denver tonight, but still, I mean, again, in Arrowhead, it should be a pretty crazy, uh, Thursday night, uh, Thursday night game. Oh, yeah, Thursday night, but I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Um, but all crazy right, Bortles game. is, Doing his efficiency. Well, against the Jets, he had like one or two deep passes only. It was a bunch of uh, just like shallow crossing routes, and the Jets for some reason just left them completely wide open. Yeah, and at, well, at one point he went like like eleven for eleven or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, he was just being efficient though. Like that's where it's at. Be efficient. Well. Chiefs offense can, uh, Chiefs defense can, uh, obviously let that happen too. So I think he's a decent play this week. Um, yeah, I mean, there's only a couple bye weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, uh Bucks and Bears? Yeah, Bucks and Bears. So only two, and that's, I mean, no real decent court. I mean, yeah, Trubisky, not a lot of people are playing him. Uh, and Winston, not a lot of people will be playing him. So you're not really losing, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that are getting lost, but yeah, you know. If you feel like feeling fresky, maybe Bortles is a, a decent start. Looks pretty good so far this season. Yeah, you're kind of hoping for like 50 rushing yards with him, right? When you start him, that's usually the games where he has over 20 points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you know those those efficient like you know shorter passes, and then you get um like you know the rushing yards, and which is you know it's always nice to get. 30 to, you know, 30 to 40 rushing yards a game from your quarterback. It just, yeah, makes, makes life much nicer. And by the way, we talked about, um, 
last week, speaking of rushing, uh, how Mahomes did score a rushing touchdown tonight, and how last week John was talking about how he doesn't run enough. <laughs> Why do I say not enough? That he doesn't, so, uh, that he back. doesn't run. So, there it is. There's a yeah, touchdown. John said, was pretty much that he's not black enough. Yeah, in a, so. in a really bad. Like that was just so. Uncalled. So Mahomes. I wasn't heard, saying he wasn't. I was saying I was just saying if it was racist. Mahomes heard that and he uh, pretty much said, "I'm going to run for a touchdown." So that's what happened. So yeah. Um, anything else about this game? I mean, you know, just play your guys. Nah, I mean, G- on, on the yeah. Chiefs, just you know, just throw them out there. I mean, yeah, it's tough defense, but you're still gonna. You're not, Kelsey's like, dropped a few balls today, though. Yeah, but you're not gonna not. I'm just play. saying. With, with the year of the tight end being so garbage, um, you don't have that many options in tight end. So you're playing Travis Kelsey. Right? 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 Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you keep talking about this garbage year of tight end, and I'm, I'm trotting out two tight end lineups with, uh, <laughs> our boy that shall not be named and George Kittle. Well, not this past week you weren't. <laughs> Alright, well I couldn't this past week. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Let's go on to two disappointing teams that, uh, now that we just talked about two good teams, uh, the Falcons at the Steelers, both, or well, not both one, three, one's one, two, and one. Uh, Steelers really just laid a big old goose egg in the second half. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it looked like they were coming alive and like it was going to be like a game and then. Yeah. Brown made a nice catch and then just did nothing. Offense went nowhere. And that was, um, that was a home game, so you would expect, you know, Ben to do his home game type stuff. Yeah. And now he looked like he was more on the road this week. So, I don't know. I mean, the Steelers, look at it. they're like an enigma right now. And speaking of receivers getting pissed at their quarterbacks, you can see Brown was getting pissed at Big Ben for throwing it constantly at his ankles. Yeah. Uh, Brown, I mean, there's a lot of unrest in, in Pittsburgh, you know, obviously with Le'Veon Bell. And you could tell Brown's not happy. Um, and the defense is just awful. I mean, it's not looking good in Pittsburgh right now. Um, I hope they get it together so they can beat the Falcons. But, uh, yeah, but so far two disappointing teams. So. I'm going the over on this game. <laughs> I would too. I don't care oh. what it is. Yeah, Probably for like sure. 55. Maybe even 60. I don't know. I'm going the over on this game. I haven't looked. Is this in Pittsburgh or is it in? Yes. Oh yeah, then definitely. Makes it even better. Definitely, because you know Big Ben. You know, aside from this week, well, and you know, because the Atlanta Falcons defense is terrible, and he'll throw for like four or five hundred yards, and the Falcons just offense looks ridiculous. They can't be stopped, except for the fourth quarter when they give up the the lead. So I'm gonna say yes. This is gonna be an over game with the the Steelers score in the last possession to win it, and Falcons go one and four. And Julio Jones gets no touchdowns. But Sounds about right. He'll get like 150 yards though. 150 yards on seven catches, no touchdowns. Calvin Ridley with three touchdowns. Lock it in. Yeah, I mean this game's not really surprised. Like you just do like all right. I guess the only thing is Vance McDonald versus Jesse James as who's the better tight end for Pittsburgh. It's McDonald, and he's not great. He's good, but it is the year of the tight end. It's not the year of the tight end. Well, you can keep saying that, but it's the year of the tight end. It's the year of the injured tight end. All right. Um, let's go into two more disappointing teams. We got the Vikings at the Eagles. Um, I mean, both, I mean, the Vikings have looked decent in all but one of their games, but they just tied one and lost one. That was a, 
you know, but to shoot out in Los I mean, Angeles. The Eagles' offense has not really gotten going at all. I wouldn't say the Vikings look have looked good. I mean, yeah, the offense has looked good, but a defense from a year ago that was like the best defense has looked like complete shit. And now, you yeah. know, with Everson Griffin like having his mental instabilities, mm-hmm. like he's gone, and you know. Like, players just aren't – like, Anthony Barr doesn't look like he's the player from last year. I mean, Rhodes is getting beat. It's a bar cry from um, last year, yeah. Ooh, look at you. But, yeah, the defense looks god-awful. I mean, the offense – Kirk Cousins has to throw 50 times a game because they can't – they keep falling behind. The can't def- shit. defense yeah. can't stop anybody. So, it's garbage. Who the hell are they playing? <laughs> well, oh, um, I just – like, for the um, – for the Eagles, Aguilar again has got for the second time this year has gotten like ten catches for like twenty five yards. It is so frustrating. And of course, I have him in a non PPR league. So, oh, well, that's your fault for being in a non PPR league. Yeah, that is your fault. I mean, who does that anymore? I don't know. Are we going to do this every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, every time you talk about it, don't bring do it up. It. Don't bring it up. Um, and also, Jordan Matthews catching touchdowns again for the Eagles. You know, couldn't catch. Anything for the Bills, so he comes back to the Eagles and scratches a touchdown pass. Um, one more than Julio Jones this season. Um, <laughs> uh, just saying, if, if you were going in to week five and you would say who has more touchdowns in the year, Jordan Matthews or Julio Jones, you probably would have bet the money on Julio Jones. Um, but it's not, it's Jordan Matthews. Uh, but how about the, uh, the Eagles run offense? Yes. Not good. Well, no, they just have a bunch of like, like non-premier guys. Do you do you think that they would still try and trade for Le'Veon Bell, even though he Le'Veon Bell said he would report to to the Steelers by week seven? They Could they still... even afford that though? There's always ways to afford yeah. things. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that would help them a lot, but. They could I don't it. think they're doing. I don't think the Steelers would do it. I mean, now. they could use it. That that run game is just they just have like all these like pieces that just don't make sense. Yeah, Smallwood, a J. Clement was out. Sproles is out still. Like none, none of the pieces make sense on no. that offense. So well, I, I mean, J. was coming back from injury, so you can't blame him too much. It's just they're I mean they're home right now, but their road passing defense has is not like what you think of as the Eagles' defense. No. They've led up like twenty five points in like the last like six or seven games, I think. Yeah, and, and you know that loss to the Titans was was heartbreaking. I can't believe the Titans are three and one. They win. They're they win in like sloppy, you know, like messy games. Oh, they're but, real grimy. But they're they're getting the wins, so you know they're they're top their division right now. So that's an interesting. Yeah, game. I like the way that team's flying. It's gritty. It's like a gritty team. They just gr- like a like grinding out wins and. You know, like always, you know, it sounds cliche, but a win is a win. So it doesn't matter if you win by how many points. It's fucking get you that, that next level. So. And I like how the, I like how variables taking shots too. Just, um, all around just seems like a team that's going to be a playoff team. I don't know if they're going to make it past the first games, but they seem like a team that's going to do enough right things to make the playoffs. They just need to, find a little more offensive stability. You know, Mariota needs to, you know, keep just getting better and obviously stay healthy. But if he could do that, I mean, that that defense is pretty decent. And, you know, to 
you know, to hold them. And I mean, like I said, they, they look like a, they look like they could be a playoff team this year. Definitely, maybe not go far, but yeah, not too bad. I mean, who? I mean, do you guys trust Lewis on that team? Lewis, yes, because he still got like ten points in the half PPR. Yeah, he did. So. Yeah, I think it was like I think it was like eleven and a half or something like that, which isn't terrible. I mean, I think a lot of it didn't a lot of it come later on in the game. I mean, obviously it don't matter. Ain't no such thing as garbage time. I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, I Henry, I don't know. Corey Davis first touchdown comes alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, finally catches a touchdown in regular season. Is he playable now? Because like. Mm. A lot of people had him on the bench because he's doing nothing. As well they should have. Yeah, I mean, the same thing with Alshon Jeffrey, who now actually looks like he's... Yeah, you can play You can, you can play, play Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey, probably. And, um, but, you know, Corey Davis, is a t- it's a tough sell. It's definitely a tough sell. Pete in our league has been saying the whole season how he's a wide receiver one. He's like, he's just going to turn it on. So wide receiver Literally, one. Literally, yeah. everyone has been saying that ever since he got drafted. And he finally got his week of... Um, being right. So, I don't know if he's going to get another yeah, week right. of being right, but he got his one week. Well, again, I still don't trust him. It's a tough matchup. Um, wait. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I still don't trust him yet. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, I probably, I probably wait until, wait until he does it another week though. Try, unless you like, you need a flex. So like if you have a bunch of like injured guys or and guys on buy and like need a flex. I yeah, it's gonna come to the point where we're gonna get to these slot of like bye weeks gonna come a little bigger, and you're gonna need them. So yeah, let's do that. Anything else in this game? Uh, no. <laughs> Brian? Nope. No. Nope. All right, let's go into our last game. We got the Redskins coming off their week four bye, playing uh, nice. at the Saints. There we go. Monday, uh, Monday night. Yeah. Um. I mean, Alex Smith is just being his normal, steady, steady ass self, leading a efficient offense down the field, two and one. And then we got the Saints in the dome, going nuts. They just, Mike Thomas finally had like his first like not great game. Yeah. Yeah. Down game depth for sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, and they got Mark Ingram back. They get more going back, and Kamara obviously steps up when the rest of the offense, you know, sort of slowing down and three touchdowns and a hundred and some odd fucking all-purpose yards. And uh this is also a game where it looks like Breeze will probably pass Manning for the all-time uh yardage. Yep. So yeah, what's he need? Like fifty? No, like two two hundred. Two hundred and one yards. He needs. Oh, to break yeah, it. he's got it then. So. But yeah, no, this, this, this should be a good game. I mean, I'm excited. Glad that the Saints were able to, you know, take down the Giants. Um. I'm saying, our, our boy's gonna have a big game this game. What boy? Um, Jordan Reed, I, I like. Uh, Alex Smith, you know, weird. He's not taking deep shots anymore. He's not coached by Andy Reed. Yeah. But he's still looking good. Let's also, um, also, there's actually the chance that Adrian Peterson doesn't play either. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, he Apparently, didn't practice. He didn't well, he didn't practice today, Monday. Yeah, he shed, he was in a, cause he was in a walking boot, and, uh, not today, but like last week, and he's out of it now, but did not practice today. So, definitely keep an eye on him. But, even if he does play, I mean, the Saints run defense has actually been, I know they get passed all over, but, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't really been able to run really well against them, so, 
I think it's more of a, I think this kind of game fits Chris Thompson more than it would Adrian Peterson anyway, in that, in that sense. Yeah, he should have a good game also because this is a high scoring offense they're going against and there's, I don't know if the game plan's gonna feature in a true three down back unless they get off to an early lead and yeah. try to control the game. I guess that's the one variable you can't control for. But, um, I brought this up. I'm not sure if it was on last week's podcast or if it was just through text. Mm. With Ingram coming back, do you think there is a possibility of regression through addition where Kamara is just by far the most talented, but they're going to want to give Ingram looks mm-hmm. when all those looks should really just be going to Kamara because of how good he is? I mean, while watching the game this past on uh, yesterday, I should say, um, they were giving the ball to Gillisley and Williams, and like I, I didn't know why, but I think those will go to Ingram as well. Will a couple more than that? But I don't think it's gonna. I mean, it didn't affect them last year. Uh, Kamara still was highly efficient, still got a, a ton of you know targets and looks, and I think it's just gonna make the team more dynamic because now you you know if you put them both out there on the field at the same time, or you keep. You never know. I mean, it, it's gonna. It's. I don't think it's gonna hurt Kamara, and it's just gonna make that offense even better. I mean, I, I don't see how it can't hurt Kamara because he's playing way more than he was last year, and he's getting so many touches. Yeah, but I think it'll keep him fresh. Like he I mean, looks, he just looks gassed half the time because they constantly have to keep him in. All right. Well, he'll be a little bit fresher. He's just gonna get a lot less touch share. Maybe not this week, but. After the bye, probably, but for if, sure. If you notice, like, last year, his yards per carry were, like, seven six or, or seven. Now they're a lot less because teams are sort of keying in on him because they know that he's going to get it. So he can be more efficient with less carries or less touches with Ingram's, you know, if Ingram's going to take part of that away from it, you know? I, I just don't, I don't worry about it. At all. I, I mean, I agree with you. I don't think it'll make the Saints any worse. Uh, I was just bringing it up as a possibility. I think because, uh, they, yeah, they were great last year with both of them. So I think it's a nice little addition for the team. But I'm kind of bummed because I just want to see what kind of fantasy season Kamara could have as the sole option for a year. I want to see if he could, like, I mean, obviously he's not going to get to LT. Um, levels, but maybe like a level below that he could have got to. I don't think anyone's ever going to have the fantasy season of whatever year that was, LT, where, I don't know, it was yeah, 07 20, or something. 28 touchdowns. Yeah, it was tough. That's going to be yeah, tough. Yeah, I don't know if anyone will ever get there, but I think somebody like Kamara could have been a good. Like 250 next, points or something. Yeah, level right below that because, uh, he was. What do you have one game where he got like 17 points and the, all the other ones have been over 30? Yeah, they're ridiculous. Like, I mean, when he's not rushing for 100 yards, he's catching 10 balls for 100 yards. I would say this past week was strange because he was much more productive running than catching. Well, so he also had a, a, a really massive run too. Uh, well, to, to seal the game. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know. I, I honestly think he's still going to have a monster year and probably end up at RB1, even with Ingram back. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I think he could still be the top scorer in fantasy. I just thought, like, he could possibly be the top scorer by, like, 50 points. 
It may still happen. I, I mean, who knows? It remains to be seen how, what, how, you know, I mean, obviously they'll get him involved, but we'll see. I'm just happy he's back. All right, let's go on to uh, some start sits real quick. Um, I have three running backs for my start sit. My first one is the only start, Tevin Coleman. Devonta Freeman's coming back. Uh, I don't really care going forward. Tevin Coleman, even before this stretch where he proved he can be a solo running back kind of guy, uh, he was playable. And they're playing the Steelers, so you can even if Coleman's uh, Freeman's playing, I wouldn't worry too much, too much about that. Don't worry too much about that. No. Anyone right. else want to go? Uh, sure. Yeah, go for it. I'll do sits. I'm gonna sit the Eagles' backfield and sit the Vikings' backfield. Ah, damn. There goes one of my one of my sits. And I will. Um, but I will play the two Vikings receivers, obviously, and both uh, Aguilar and Jeffrey. So sit the two running backs on each team, play the two receivers. Yeah, I, I have I have Dalvin Cook as a sit, so I'm not even. Uh, you said Vikings running back, or no? Just, yeah, sit yeah. both sit all running backs, play all receivers. There you go. So all right, so get rid of mine, so don't worry about that. Um, I'll just do. Two starts in the sit right here. Just get them all out of the way. Uh, I'm starting Austin Eckler again. Uh, Why wouldn't you? I mean, he's our boy. He's our, of course he's our boy, but people still, you know, don't really know Austin Eckler. They see Melvin Gordon getting all these points. So they're like, who's the other guy? They're not paying attention to him. So you start him. Just, especially PPR. Um, obviously you're starting Jared Cook. Uh, they're going against, uh, the, the Chargers who just got torched by Kittle and Jared Cook had a monster day of his own. So I'm starting him. And I'm sitting, like I said, Adrian Peterson. Uh, Saints averaging only allowing 3.2 yards per, per carry and have uh, three rushing touchdowns this year. Obviously, a lot have gone to the passing game, but doesn't matter. He's not letting those those yards up on the ground. So if he plays, sitting Adrian Peterson. That's all I got. All right. Um, my other sit that wasn't mentioned yet is also, is another running back, like I said, LaShawn McCoy. Um, I was, I don't know what the bill. They gave him like eight touches. Like they used to give him like twenty five touches a game last year, and I don't know what they're doing this year. It's the Bills. They're not looking good. Yeah. Um. All right. And since Anthony mentioned Austin Eckler, let's do just a quick Melvin Gordon. Is he averaging over four yards a carry? And the Melvin Gordon watch. Oh, he definitely is. He is. Yeah, he definitely. That's the last game. Definitely. Yeah. He, he he almost averaged seven yards a carry. Against the 49ers, so what's pretty his, nuts. What's the season total? Like, what's he, uh, uh, what's he averaging? 5.1. Oh, he's killing it this year. Good for him. How many touchdowns does that motherfucker have? Too many. Uh, I'm going to say six. Two rushing and... I mean, only five. Three, three receiving. More receiving, right? <laughs> I mean, more receiving is... Oh man! So yeah, five, so five touchdowns through what four games? Yeah, all right. So he'll end up with sixteen touchdowns at the end of the year. Is this a corner? Is he getting pushed by Eckler? Maybe, maybe he's getting pushed by a, a, another solid running back. It's possible, but yeah, they both look good. I mean, there will be there will be a couple games this season where Eckler just doesn't have the volume to put up a game. But if it wasn't for one fumble this year, um, in PPR he'd have more than ten points in every single game. 
Which is awesome uh, for a backup running back. He might be in for our Frank or Mr. Consistency Award of the Year. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that man. guy that just gets you 13 points every game. Yeah. Oh, that was two years ago, wasn't it? What? The, two, the Frank Gore consistency year? Yeah. Oh, man. That was a great year that was. Last year was Theo Riddick, our boy. All right. Um, all right. Let's go into some buy sells real quick. Um, my first buy sell is, are you buying the Pats wide receivers now that Edelman is back and Gordon seems to be working his way slowly into the rotation? Uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, well, Hogan still only had like one catch. Yeah. Um, Gronk possibly hurt. Um, I don't trust Dorsett as, you know, a full time doing anything. Um, and I mean, the only receiver I'm really going to trust right now is when he gets back. And not probably not even this, eh, eh, maybe this week, cause it's not injury, it's just suspension. Is Edelman. Yeah. Well, he also didn't play at all last year. Yeah, because that was because of injury. But that's so far in the past, I think he's, you know, he's, Rehab himself to the point where I think he's on track to play. And Edelman's the only one I think I'm really trusting right now on that offense. Okay. Pass offense. Out of these suspended players, who has better week, Ingram or Edelman? Ingram. Mm, okay. Yeah, Ingram, because I think just because of the length of the weeks, he's got the long week. Edelman is a short week. Yeah, and I think just that – I think the way that Sean Payton will work him in will be – much more prominent. You know, it's easier to get him the ball than it is easy to get Edelman the ball, you know, because you can just yeah. hand off the ball to Ingram, but you got to necessarily, you know, Edelman's going to catch the ball and get open. That John is- has them both in our league, so he's pretty interested in this right now. Well, I, I, in two of my, <laughs> two of my, two of the five leagues, I guess, if we count the, our podcast, podcast league, I have Edelman and Ingram on my bench as well, so I'm quite excited to get them back this week. All right. Uh, I'm uh, buying those receivers though. Buying them. Okay. Yeah, I think um, Gordon, really the only athletic guy there. They're going to mm. keep trying to use him more and more. I really just want to see him hit the field, which he did. So step one, yeah. a success. Um, I'm a big fan of Hogan going back to his natural position of just a guy that they move all over the field. I, I really thought he'd be better in the slot. He looked awful in the slot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't really handle it. I like He's just a, more of a guy that like you know, he'll get behind the defense every now and then or he'll, do, nope. he'll just – kind of be moved around and um edelman will be the main focus uh josh gordon will be the downfield deep threat and hogan will be able to just be a utility guy which is what he is good at so i I like him moving forward all right um are you buying kittle for the rest of the season with bethard at quarterback or are you selling him you can go first I know sure, Brian's answer, yeah. I feel like. There, I mean, there's not much out there for tight ends. And look, I mean, he just got over 20 points with Beathard. So there's um, one game of proof. It wasn't against a good defense, but you know they're going against Arizona next. So not a great defense. And what what are their options? I mean, Goodwin can't get on the field right now. He's just again getting, getting injured. Um, Garcon looks kind of cooked. He got a few catches, but... He's not getting very good separation. Yeah. This is their best receiver. This is their best weapon altogether. Best receiver. Um, he's better than Brita when it comes to a weapon. So even with Beathard, there's always room. I mean, right? There's usually never a fantasy team where there's not one guy. Yeah. I mean, right now that's probably the Bills, but there's usually at least one guy in every team for fantasy. 
So he's that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to agree with Brian. Yeah. Kittle, like I said, in this, in this tight end situation we have going on here and the fact that Kittle just looks good. Yeah. I buy him. Yeah. Not much to say about that. Fair enough. All right. Uh, are you buying or selling, uh, playing either Chris Carson or Mike Davis in the Seattle running back by committee that looks like we're heading to? This is weird because, right, they both had such good games back-to-back. So you wished as a fantasy owner that it could just be one of them. Yeah. Because then you have a viable player. But now it's going to be split and it looks like you're just going to get shit out of luck. I got to think maybe not this game, but eventually they'll bring it back to Carson. I know Mike Davis looked really good, but... They've really always liked Carson when he's healthy. I think and Mike Davis their team's looked, always been better when they've given Carson a heavy dosage. I think Mike Davis looked better than Carson did, though. Is is Mike Davis, even though, let's say, like, they, took, they sort of phase in you know, Carson back in, would Mike Davis still even maybe be like just the, the goal line back for that yeah. offense? I mean, Carson's pretty decent down there. Like The only thing I do know about that running back situation is Rashad Penny is not playable at all. What, and they drafted him in the first round? Yeah. Yeah, they, they said that they're going to start to just um, face him to just special teams for now. Wow. So, woof. What a yeah, good first-round pick that was. You know, skill position player, first-round pick. And yeah, just... from San Diego State. Yeah, it always works picking the running back who put up huge numbers in a non-division division. Like, just a division that doesn't even play any teams. Yeah, in the WAC conference or whatever the hell they're from. Um, but yeah, alright, so Carson or like da- uh, Carson or Davis, um, it's just, I-, I think you can't play them this week. You just kind of have to bench them and wait to see what happens. How much, I mean, they each had, they, they did each have good games, but do you, week to week, are you trusting the Seattle offense, offensive line to be Good I enough. mean, they they just had two good running back know, performances back to back. I know, I know, you know, that can happen. But I'm just saying, I don't know. Uh... I still like Carson. I think Mike Davis might be one of those fluke weeks where the team just wasn't really thinking about him because Carson was kind of a late scratch. And I, I just think Carson. I, I think he's going to still be a viable RB two going forward. Alright, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of either of them, honestly, right now, but that's me. Alright, fair enough. Uh, my next one is Tariq Cohen, we already talked about him. And then, uh, are you buying or selling the Dolphins? I believe one of you said that they were going 10 and 6. Mm. That was, that was Brian. Well, they're still 3 and 1, so they're still on pace. <laughs> <laughs> 6 and 10 was my call, and Brian's was 10 and 6. So, I don't know. I I just don't see them as a good team. And, obviously, I don't want to say they, they got exposed because I think it was this was the Patriots just coming out and just being like, we have to fucking win. Yeah. Um, but it remains to see. I would like to see what happens this week with them. And, uh, you know, go. I'll make my decision a little more, you know, forceful next week based on if they win or lose. Yeah, I mean, they got two hard games coming up. They have the Bengals and the Bears, so they could easily be 3-3 three and three after that. Um, Perfectly set them up for have, six and six. Then they have Lions, Texans, Jets. Perfectly so, set them up for their six wins, that's and one, then they lose that's the next two four. and one losing to them. There it is. Gotcha. 
So they'll be six. Yeah. And they'll be they'll be six and three, and then they'll lose their last four, right? No, that's seven, six and seven. Yeah, whatever. Well, whatever. then they got all right. So this is their schedule. I don't know why we're going to a Dolphins deep dive, <laughs> but uh, no pun intended. Bengals, Bears, Lions, Texans, Jets, Packers, Colts, Bills, Patriots, Vikings, Jaguars, Bills. All right, so it's gonna be tough. So they'll get they'll get at least one of the two wins versus the Bills. Um, maybe the Bills defense comes alive in one of those games, but, um, alright, I mean, I'm still sick in the 6 and 10, but, yeah, it looks like it's tough. They, they gotta win at least five, four or five more games, but I'm still sick. I'm still sick in my guns, 6 and 10. That's it. Screw you, Dolphins. <laughs> alright. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just kind of like, fluke game, Patriots, Patriots never lose, never lose three in a row, so. Alright. Oh! Damn, watching football yeah. while trying the podcast. Um, yeah. So, I think it was just kind of a fluke game. Dolphins, they're, they'll still be like 9 and 7, 8 and 8. I feel like that was, that was my guess when they start. <coughs> from before. Right between us. Alright. Um, alright. Anything else, uh, any other guys, uh, you guys wanted to bring up? No, that was the quick buy, sell, bizarre. Okay. We, uh, we and since we did that, it is time for the boys of the week. There we go. There's a little bit of a delayed, uh, delayed press on the button there. Ah, it's alright. Alright, so, I finished first again last week, cause I had Sterling Shepard and James White. Brian finished second, and Anthony finishes in last wait, again. Wait, what did, what did Brian have? Um, Aaron Jones and Duke Johnson. What did Duke, Aaron Jones had a nice game. What did Duke do? Like, they, he, they had, he had fi- like 13 points. They had, fi- in he, they had 15 and 13. Alright. In full PPR, I would have won because Tyler Boyd went bazonkers. But anyway. What? I mean, this was full PPR. Well, then I, I should win. Well, you had 21 2. So that, does, that doesn't really bode well. Yikes. That really doesn't boyd well. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, wait, Boyd has over 30 in full PPR. He did not. How does having 11 catchers for 100 yards equal more than 30 points? Because my math is completely incorrect. Yeah, obviously. Look, I'm tired. Alright. Damn right, voice streaming. Sorry. Um, my first boy is one that Brian had last week and said he was probably a week too early, so I'm gonna take him right now, and that is Aaron Jones going against Detroit in Green Bay. Detroit is, uh, just, just, just awful against the run. They just letting... I guess I gotta change my boy, huh? Oh, yes you yeah, do. Yeah, you bitch, I had him. <laughs> Alright, well, uh, pod boy, Aaron Jones. Damn it. Gotta change one of my I'm boys I'm starting him in the one league I have him in for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, they, you, got, you got it against, against the jerk. I'm sorry. If Green Bay does not see that he's the best running back they have right now, then they're stupid. So stupid. stupid. Mm-hmm. All right, Brack. Right All right, my first boy is going to be uh, – we're just going to jump into the Thursday night game, Neiman Hines. Uh, Hilton might be out with Hilton out. Hines was the preferred option of luck. Um, think they're gonna have to throw out a lot, a lot of dumpers, and he just looks to be getting that dumper connection with uh luck. So I, I like him this game, I like him going forward as a flex dumper play. I say something like twenty yards on the ground, mixing in with another sixty yards receiving with like eight receptions. Yeah, okay. Uh Aaron Jones hundred twenty five yards and a touchdown. Uh Anthony, you're a boy. 
Nice. All right. Uh, I will, since I have the cross off Aaron Jones, I will stay my other boy. It's going to be John Brown. Um, I mean, he's just been on fire. Uh, I mean, three touchdowns in four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, no less than, I think, 86 yards in the past three games. He's been killing it. So I'm going to say five for 110 and a touchdown this week. Um, Ravens get to go against Cleveland, and they like to give up plays. So should be good. John Brown, another week. John Brown. All right, my second boy is Amari Cooper. He's had wow. two good games out of three weeks. Going up against the Chargers defense that gives up a bunch of big plays. Um, I think, I mean, Derek Carr, yeah, Derek Carr, um, maybe finally turned the corner. The Raiders finally found something. They're going to carry a momentum over a tough win over the Browns and beat rival Chargers. Or at least play them well and score a bunch of fancy points by Amari Cooper. It's a pretty high profile, uh, boy. Let me. Well, he was only, he was 5,500 on DraftKings, so. Let me, uh. Well, within the reason. Bring the profile of our boys down a little bit. I'm going to go uh, with a wide receiver on a very bad wide receiver team, mm-hmm. but they're playing another team that just can't seem to stop anyone right now. I'm going with Cole Beasley um, against Houston. I just, you know, Houston is just one of those teams that just gives up yards. I mean, they might not give up the pointage of the Bucks or the Falcons, but every time you watch that game, there's not one team has had a problem just moving the ball on them. Um, so I just like a lot of yards for Beasley. I like like a nine catch hundred yard game. All right, um, I'm gonna take a fucking shot in the dark here, um, and I'm gonna go. Wow, this is probably pretty shitty. I'm gonna go with Paul Richardson. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, I had him on a uh, possible list. I'm taking him because he's going against the Saints. And Saints do give up a lot of pass yards. Except the free Giants. Except the Giants. Well, no, Shepard had, I mean, they didn't have a lot of yeah. pass yards, but you know, Shepard had his touchdown. So, um, the yard's gonna go somewhere. Adrian Peterson, I have a feeling, might not play in this game. And if he does, he'll be limited. So I think it's gonna be a lot of passing plays, a lot of dumpers to Chris Thompson. But I think Paul Richardson will get himself free for at least one big one. So I'm gonna say, three for 90 and a touchdown. Paul Richardson. Nice game for him. They're still going to lose to the Saints, though, on Monday night, so it don't matter. Surprised you didn't it's go always, uh, Chris Thompson. Uh, nice when you free yourself for one big dumper. One big dumper. Now, I, I, look, I'm not going to, you know, keep, you know, banging on Chris Thompson. So keep yeah, fucking I, that I, chicken. Gotta, gotta pick someone else. So, but yeah. So, Paul Richardson, just a, you know, had a backup, the backup boy. Had a backup boy. Backup boys are still boys. Yeah, they are. So. Alright, so that does it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Fancy underscore Lens, uh, on Instagram, Fancy Lens Podcast, Facebook, same thing, FancyLensPod.com, uh, email us, rate, subscribe, uh, talk to us, I don't know, just, uh, yeah, talk, talk to us. Do, yeah, do that stuff. <laughs> Alright, we will see you next week. Peace out. See Good ya. luck. <laughs>